Me Time and Murder is intended for mature audiences. Oh Listener God. discretion is advised. It's Christmas! I am drinking a very festive drink. Well, we drink it all the time here in my house at Christmas. It's just always around at Christmas, right? Irish cream. Well, I hope your Christmas is going well and you got the house decorated, you're singing Christmas songs, Mariah Carey's getting rich. Well, I'm here to put a dampener on that because crime still goes on at Christmas and we're here to talk about it. Today we are in Edinburgh around Christmas time. Isn't it beautiful? Yeah, eh? So colorful. Edinburgh at Christmas is a beautiful and festive time. Their Christmas market has carnival rides. That, like, what? That is so cool. Like, we do not have that. Looking at this picture, you can just imagine the buzz and the atmosphere, as well as the anticipation of the upcoming Scottish, like, holiday tradition, Hogmanay. Hogmanay is when the Scots celebrate their, like, Viking roots, and they burn a friggin' boat. Look at that. Like a long boat. How cool is that? However, Christmas Day in 2013 in Edinburgh was not happy for all. In the Cortisor Fane area of Edinburgh, 47-year-old Alan Williamson was visiting his neighbour, 37-year-old Melissa Young. It seemed that neither of these two outcasts had much family or friends. Alan had been in prison for six years and put on the sex offenders register for attempted rape. But uh, Melissa and Alan, they seemed to hang out. It was the wee hours of Christmas morning. So she had bought him a Christmas gift and proudly presented it to him. He opened it and was not impressed to receive a pair of unisex trainers and the Sun newspaper's 2014 calendar which was like, like kind of like raunchy and sexy. You remember how those newspapers used to be? Like just women with big boobs. So that in a calendar. Eek. Oh dear. Like that's like the trainers, fine. That's like a good gift, right? Like, but a, like a crappy calendar with big boobs on it. Well, I don't know. It depends on the person. Like I'm sure some guys would like that, but Alan did not appreciate. <clears throat> so anyway, Alan was not full of Christmas cheer or gratitude. And this sent Melissa into a tailspin. She lost the plot and started screaming at him. When Alan tried to leave, she refused. She stopped him from leaving. She ran and locked the door out of her apartment, like basically imprisoning him against his will. Alan called 999 asking for immediate help, like the police. Somebody has to help him get out of this apartment. He told them he was being held against his will and could not escape. Melissa, still furious, grabbed a kitchen knife, lunged at Alan and stabbed him repeatedly. This was at her front door while he was trying to escape. Melissa stabbed Alan 29 times. That's a long time. That's like, what, like two minutes of stabbing somebody? That's pure rage. 
I wonder if there was drugs involved. It never came up in any of the articles I read. But that's un that's intense, man. 29. Alan fell down dead. Neighbours awoke on Christmas morning to find their quiet street cordoned off and filled with police. When police arrived at Melissa's flat, her hands were covered in Alan's blood. Alan was still lying dead on the floor behind the front door. Police arrested and carted Melissa off. Ugh, I just spat. Gross. Melissa, who has a tattoo of the Virgin Mary on one arm and Lucifer the devil on the other, told the police that the Archangel Saint Michael had taken over her body and used her as an instrument to punish Alan, an unclean demon. Melissa just flat out denied the murder, saying it wasn't her. I guess it was the archangel's voices was telling her to do it. It wasn't her. The angel took over her body. Melissa basically tried to get off the hook by claiming diminished responsibility and that mental health issues were behind her rage attack. At the trial, Melissa's story got more twisted. She claimed that she saw a bright light and heard voices in her head before she flipped out. And that if Alan had have just accepted the gifts from her, she would have never stabbed him. The whole thing was his fault. Okay, girl, calm down, Melissa. I was thinking, like, imagine if it was her tattoos were, like, talking to her. Like, like, talking to her, telling her what to do. That ungrateful rapist. Who does he think he is? Everybody deserves a second chance. We don't know the whole story. You spent good money on those trainers. Maybe this is all misdirected frustration. Christmas can be a very hard time for lonely people. No way. The only solution is to kill him. Stop him from leaving. Melissa's doctor testified at the trial that Melissa had violent, unpredictable rage outbursts. Like, this was not uncommon. The jury also heard of another time that Melissa had entrapped Alan in her apartment in a very similar way. Alan had reported only a few months earlier to the police that Melissa wouldn't let him leave her flat and was threatening him at knife point. It's like the same situation. Alan was so scared for his life that he jumped off her balcony into the neighbor's garden below. Okay, so it was only the first floor, like one story up. Like it wasn't a, it wasn't a high jump, but still like, you must be really scared to jump by the window, even just one floor up. It's not like that's your mode of exiting a house or a flat, is to jump out a window. You must be petrified. I don't know if I could jump out a window. Melissa denied that this ever took place. She said it never happened. But I mean, like, it probably did because the exact same thing happened. Like, that's how he died, you know? Melissa. I mean, the trial was pretty, like, it was an open and shut case. The trial only lasted five days. And Melissa ended up admitting killing Alan on the grounds of having an abnormal mind. But she still claimed that it was not an intentful murder. But you locked the door while he was trying to escape. Like, 
you didn't just sit there, you actively participated. You locked the door. And then you had time to go to the kitchen and get a knife and then stab him 29 times. That must be at least two minutes. How is that not intentful? However, at the trial, the insanity plea didn't fly. The judge and jury believed that Melissa indeed did have like a personality disorder, but this did not affect her ability to know right from wrong. Melissa showed no remorse and was indifferent to Alan's death. Melissa was sentenced to life in prison and she must serve a minimum of 20 years. And since being in prison, Melissa has continued to be violent and has seriously assaulted two female prison officers. And that's the end. Merry Christmas. Thank you to all the writers and journalists from whom I take my stories. Without your hard work, investigatory skills, you know, I don't like podcasting probably, podcasting true crime probably wouldn't exist, you know? So thank you. I have advice. Lock your doors. Just because it's Christmas doesn't mean all is well. Okay? Merry Christmas!